What is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I'm JJ Wang. He's the bearded one, DJ Dove. With our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Courier. Well, well, JJ Wang, I got to tell you, this was a pretty devastating week for me fantasy-wise. I had one league where I lost by point one, and another league where I lost by point eight, and then I lamented about it on our podcast, and then I lost the recording of our podcast. So I've had a, a wonderful day to all of our loyal listeners who wanted to hear a podcast on Tuesday. Hopefully you enjoy this t- starting Tuesday night, but we got it out. We had to get off the work and we're staying up burning the midnight midday oil to record this for you. So apologies to everybody. I totally goofed and pushed the wrong button. Yeah, I, mean, I was so excited after this morning's show. I just thought we would do it again. So I thought, I mean, <laughs> I mean that was, <laughs> but no, it's all good. I got, so it's, it's fun to talk about, go back and make a, no, a few adjustments anyway, but yeah, it's all good. Your day be better. Yeah, the good news is I had an, another tidbit to add to the end of the show, which is kind of cool. But if you want to hit us up, we'd love to hear from you as we're growing the community, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the standards, everything's in the comments, in the information section of the podcast or the YouTube, the websites, the fan secures at wixsite.com backslash website. Also do note that if you are listening to like, listening to us on your computer we are also on iHeartRadio, itunes amazon i guess itunes will be apple podcast and spotify as well as amazon playing for me right now while i am recording how awesome is that but they <laughs> love us so much but yeah we are on all these new new places to go and we hope you're checking us out yeah um i feel like we're getting a few a few more views here and there so like pretty positive, but yeah, so we'll jump into it uh, right away with these with the injury news. Uh, not not real bad. Well, I mean, I guess it could be pretty bad. We had Justin Fields go down with his uh, rib injury. I'm not really sure what happened there. Well, I know what happened, but there's no time frame yet. Pretty sure he won't play on Thursday. Then we got CeeDee Lamb. He had the concussion. We'll talk about him a little later. Uh, Michael Carter had the ankle. He might be out for a while. That's that's depressing. And the A.J. Brown with the ribs. I mean, that guy's just all over the place. He's in, he's out. Good game, terrible games. And then Agnew, I think he's probably done for the season. See, I think it's seen where he went on the IR. Um, you got any quick tidbits on that before we jump into the, uh, the main topics at hand? Well, I will tell you, Fields, this is the good news about us recording later. Fields is out officially. They are starting Andy Dalton, but they are saying that Fields is still the number one quarterback. So it is his job when he returns. Agnew's kind of the the heart gut wrench because kid was looking good. Uh, It looked to me, he looked like he was liked a little more even than Chenault maybe on that team. So this might, Visco owners might be getting a little uptick in carries in receptions maybe. I don't know. He just has looked flat this year. A.J. Brown's painful. He's supposed to be the stud, and he's down. I mean, actually, is it more painful for Tannehill owners because it's going to be paid? But for me, Carter hurts the most because I have a, a league where I have uh, uh, limited running backs that are all getting hurt, and they just cut Adrian Peterson. So losing Carter means that literally this week, my other starting running back is Wayne Gallman. So you you imagine that. That's how terrible it is with injuries. And I did imagine that. I started Wade Goldman last week. He got me <laughs> negative one point. But, but now yeah, the team uh, in the playoffs. It's like, it's like <laughs> another running back goes down. I mean, it's just out of control. It's 
What do you think? On another note, now I had it in our Friday doc or our Thursday, by the way, guys, we're going to do a special Thursday, Thursday Thanksgiving special for you. We are changing our podcast days to Tuesdays and Fridays to hook everybody up. But this week we're going to go Thursday so we can enjoy some time with our family, but get you all something to listen to while you're traveling Thanksgiving dinner. And we have a nice turkey theme and a little surprise for that day. So just enjoy that. But who do you think is going to start for the Jets? If you lost Carter, are you going to play Coleman? Are you going to play Ty Johnson? Or are you just, I mean, if you're desperate, like I'm desperate, do I pick up? I mean, guys? I would probably go um, Ty Johnson probably. I, I, I think I've lost all faith in Tevin Coleman. Huh. Tevin Coleman is going to get the start, carry, get two carries, and then that's going to be all he has for the rest of the game. Hey, if you're 120 yards, doesn't matter. Yeah, he'll come in, he'll get a couple of carries, you're like, oh, it's a Tevin Coleman game, and then you won't see him until, like, late in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, this is, yeah, I would probably go Ty Johnson, I guess. I mean, it's a cool. terrible situation to be in. Sorry about Sorry you got to go through that. <laughs> yeah, it's painful, but how about, can, can you get us some, let's do some Week 11 pleasure and pain. Seems to be our new theme for our Tuesday shows for the last yeah. couple weeks of the season. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of it. I mean, of course, you can't have the pleasure without the pain. I mean, they go hand in hand, but we're going to do yeah. the pleasure first. I mean, get that one, make, get us feel good about ourselves after the... Uh, I don't know if I feel but, good about the start of this. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump, we'll jump into the quarterbacks first. Um, we got the new uh, overall number one quarterback here. This guy's been killing it all year. I think he's only had probably, I think, what, one bad game. That's Jalen Hurts. He was the uh, number three quarterback. He was 13 for 24, 147, 18 for 69 on the ground with the three additional touchdowns. He had a wicked move on a defensive lineman that I just enjoy watching over and over. It was great. And then my personal favorite of the week is Joe Flacco. This is the biggest biggest pleasure I could possibly have. He was the number 10 quarterback, helped me win a league. He was 24 for 39, 291 yards. Um, with two touchdowns. He did have two carries for three yards, so that's additional points for Joe Flacco. Wait. Joe, Joe Flacco. Woo! And then the last one, your boy, Cam Newton, number five on the uh, week. He was 21 for 27, 182, two touchdowns, plus the additional 46 with one touchdown on the ground. He looked good. I'm not sure how, how, how long it's going to last, but he might, might as well enjoy it. I mean, DJ Moore is loving that resurgence. I mean, even Robbie Anderson was getting – Robbie Anderson, he had like a weird stat line from Cam. He, he had, a, what, six catches or six targets for like 30 or 40 yards. So he didn't have a ton of yards, which is not Robbie Anderson-like per se, but he's getting targets at least, so it might help some of the fledgling Anderson stock that's still out there. But Flacco, I don't know. I, I think I saw he's – that Wilson's coming back, so it was a one-week wonder. Hurts, I love me some hurts. I I just hope I hope with the in the depths of my heart that the Eagles like him more than I think they do. They got to re- that they realize that they have currently they got Lamar Jackson. This is what Lamar was doing early in his career. So Lamar is yeah. learning to pass some, and maybe he gets there. Was a there was a lot of hate Lamar Jackson too. I think the key is they got to win. I mean, if they I think if they finish the season strong, you know, fighting for the playoffs, I mean, even maybe make the playoffs. I mean. I don't know if that's really possible. I'm not really. I don't think so. It's... But I mean, as long as they finish, you know, finish. The, they've been playing really well the last couple of weeks. The run game's really, the run game has really taken off over the last uh, few weeks. Been pretty impressive. We're not relying on the passing so much. But uh, we're gonna switch over here to probably the biggest pleasure of the day for a lot of people. Uh, actually, two of these, you know, two of these guys really hit it. The RBs. Um, 
Start out with first with Jonathan Taylor. It's just a monster game. I think I've seen somewhere it was like the 13th all-time highest score. Uh, I can imagine what those other 12 games were like. Oh, I, mean, I, I, just, I might have looked it up for you. <laughs> I might have enjoyed. I might have enjoyed that a whole lot more. But yeah, so he was the number one. He had 32 carries. That's a crazy amount. 185 and four touchdowns. Plus he had three catches for 19 yards and a touchdown. Pretty sure all 19 was on that one. That one touchdown catch. But we'll take it. Then Austin Eckler, he had 11 for 50 with two touchdowns, six for 65 with two touchdowns. I mean, the passing game is what Austin Eckler uh, lives on. And he's number two quarterback on the on the week and on the year. Then we had Joe Mixon, got a lot of carries, 30 for 123, two touchdowns, but just not involved in the passing game, which is kind of crazy because I'm pretty sure he can't catch the ball. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's, and he was number three running back. So my question to you is, do these guys finish as the one, two, and three running backs on the year? I would say if I were gambling, JT's going to finish number one. <clears throat> I don't think anybody's going to surpass him. Uh, he is just a, a man amongst boys right now. There's no Derrick Henry for him to compete with. Mixon and Eckler, I'm not sure, but I think Eckler has the best chance of the two of those to stay where they are to finish out the year because of the passing work, because of the high-powered offense. Mixon's not uh, – this week he was a little more efficient than usual, but usually he's been running for 20-some-odd carries for like 80 yards. So that's not efficient enough to be consistently strong, but he's getting the touchdowns, and you, if the touchdowns come, then yes, but you can't bank on touchdowns. You need to bank on yardage and receptions and carries. He's getting the carries, so – He's, he's not going to fall out of the top five, six, I don't think. I'm not, but at, will he finish that high? I'm not sure. I mean, I hope so, because last week I did trade away Derrick Henry in a dynasty league for Mixon, and it crushed it for my team this week. I got <laughs> high score of the week. But they could be up there. I, once again, here's another. I have to eat crow. Eckler, I apologize, sir. You are proving me wrong. And a little tidbit of knowledge for everybody. The highest scoring fantasy player all time. Clinton Portis of the Denver Broncos in December 7th, 2003, 218 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, and 36 receiving yards. I wouldn't yeah, have guessed it. I would have thought I, LT. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought um, Clinton Portis. But, I mean, that was kind of before I really started playing fantasy. But I can imagine – I mean, I've watched a lot of Clinton Portis. I can imagine he has some pretty good fantasy games. Yeah. <laughs> some great fantasy Yeah. I don't see who's going to sneak into those guys, but yeah, there's some yeah, guys not, up there that could go in. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be them three at the top. So I was took all the high end uh, R, RBs there, um, you know, the top three guys. So but for my receivers, I'm going to go a little farther down the list. Some guys that maybe if you started, you got lucky and started, and they had a big game for you. That's what, that's that's the, that's the pleasure for me. Starting not starting the number one guy, but starting that number thirty five guy and him blowing up for. For 20 points that's 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 where the r- real pleasure lies but first we'll go with uh darnell mooney he had <laughs> this guy had 16 targets right crazy so you think what 11 catches 10 catches no way i would five say five catches. <laughs> five catches but hey turned him into 121 yards and a touchdown i think he got all those yards that obviously all those yards after justin fields went out which is crazy i still don't understand we got uh, Elijah Moore had a big day. During the last couple of weeks, have been pretty impressive. So he had eight catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown. He had one carry for 15 yards. Him and Joe Flacco looked really good together. Couldn't, 
I could probably use another week of that. Go Joe Flacco. Uh, then we had Brandon Ayuk. He was the number uh, 11 wide receiver on the week at seven targets, seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. He's currently the number 52 wide receiver overall. I'd like to see that jump up into the top 36, hopefully, because he seems to be out of the doghouse a little bit. In the last couple of weeks, he seems to be getting more involved. Uh, you're starting to see his name more and more. So hopefully he can end the season like he did last year. And all I am plus with Debo Samuel playing running back now, that opens up a lot of targets. He is the best running back on that team. I mean, I've oh. heard that said before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Iuke is one of those guys that I probably will never have again because he just butchered a team I had this year and had me playing to try to catch up through a, a league. And he's got a lot to do to earn my trust. And we'll see what happens because really, I mean, the 49ers – moving forward are going to be in flux this year. Probably you're looking forward ahead. Ayuk's young. Well, who's Trey Lance going to like? We don't know. Elijah Moore coming out with supposedly he had the best opera. Him and Smith had the best opportunities because there was really nobody else. There. I mean, you could say Corey Davis, but come on. Corey Davis is a giant Devonte Parker. Um, they had that one good year. So they could get the contract, but Moore is the best receiver in that, in that town. His, his catches were pretty awesome. I, I, that's the game I watched because I'm a boy. but, Moore looks like the real deal. We'll see what he can do as either Zach Wilson grows or they draft another quarterback in the first round in a year or two. We'll see. I, I'm gambling on the latter. Mooney's a boy I like. I love me some Mooney. He's he's one of my one of my sneaky guys I drafted a while back. Uh, Mooney is probably going to be the reason that Allen Robinson walks and gets a better situation because he's been a pile of poo this year. I traded some good stock for robinson thinking he'd be a consistent even a wide receiver three on a team i was looking at him and i haven't started Allen robinson for weeks i would start mooney i think mooney was part of the Allen robinson trade i'll be honest um using mooney as trade bait this week to see if i can pick up some players but yeah i would say one point i disagree with you on is i don't know if i take as much pleasure about these garbage players being good all of a sudden because that means my team's probably garbage I take pleasure in my good players. So I did have Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams playing this week on my team's doing good. So I don't know. I think Moore is going to be, he'll never be a wide receiver one, I don't believe. Probably a, a good wide receiver too. I, you could step into that. Mooney's the only one. I could see Mooney being higher than three of these long-term, but I would start them all at this point. You got to, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd I, I start all of them. All of them are starting to play well. So we'll switch over here to the tight ends. <laughs> Bring it on. You know you want to say it. You've been saving this since August. Uh, hold on. Let me get through this first. But we got so we got Zachers, right? So he was the number one. <laughs> he was the number one tight end on the week. He's been look he looked uh really good the last couple weeks, even with Colt McCoy. He had eight catches for 88 yards and two touchdowns. Um then we had uh Adam Troutman. Finally a good game, right? So he had five catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. A touchdown catch is pretty sick, too. If you, if you haven't seen it, you should probably watch it. He, re he reached the back for it. It's pretty impressive. Um, so you're like, right, finally a breakout from Troutman. You know, he's, he's had the most targets the last five games for the Saints. You're like, all right, about to break out. Get the news this morning that, boom, injury out four to six weeks. That sucked. So figured I'd get one chance to talk about it. Might as well throw it in here. But so go out of travel next year. Then we got Darren Waller. Finally has a, a, 
a decent game, seven catches for 116 yards. That offense doesn't look very good. The running game's not very good. They had that big burst there after Gruden left and seems to be right back to the uh, the standard Raiders. Raiders. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we have a Raider fan listening. I'm sorry for that. Raiders are the greatest team. I love the Raiders. Oh, love them, love them. Keep listening. Tell your friends. We even have Raider-colored fantasy gear here. (laughs) Our logo's here. Look, black on the seat, black black and silver, man. There we go. Silver black. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, you know my love for the tight end, and I I like the Ertz. The Ertz trade was brilliant for Arizona. It could be that piece they really needed to give them that playoff run that I think they could quite possibly make. Sneaky James Connor, and once Kyler's healthy, they should be able to roll with it. Kyler and Hopkins are healthy. Imagine if they have all their weapons healthy, they could be very dangerous and make a good deep playoff run. Uh, I know you had to talk about Trout when you've been waiting. You loved him, but it's time for Juwan Johnson to come back and do nothing. And Waller, thank you for finally pretending, remembering you play football again. They said he's been actually spent since he's been bottled up for a while. He's been spending weeks studying tape of wide receivers as opposed to doing some tight end blocking just to see like how to get off of corners and how they really as more how to battle through the, the um, double teams, which I mean, they're they're all into film study. We're we're. Well, if he doesn't to do that by now, he's a little late on the game. I think he should have watched the film of that stuff a long time ago. But yeah, you know, he's he's a top end tight end. You know, you're going to start him every week. Bad games, they all have them. So without so without the pleasure, can I have the pain? So we're switching over here to the pain real quick. These these guys hurt. So I want to bring up this first guy's quarterback. I love bringing up this guy. This guy's been a roller coaster. All year, just up and down, all over the place. You don't know what you're going to get. That's going to be Pat Mahomes, right? So last week he finishes, you know, huge game, number one running, our quarterback. Vaults him up to the number one um, quarterback overall. Then he <laughs> drops down to the 25th ranked quarterback. He's 23 <laughs> for 37, 260 yards, one touchdown. So... Not a, I think he had like five, was it like five fantasy points or something, or it had to be more than that. But yeah, not good for that guy. So we had Ryan Tannehill. He was a 26th ranked quarterback. Life without Derrick Henry is really, really hard. 35 for 52 for 323 and one touchdown. I mean, that's pretty good, but he had those four interceptions. That's really bad. AJ Brown's down. Julio's down. It's not looking good over there. Go Des Fitzpatrick. Need big things out of you. Then last we got Dak Prescott, just an absolute horrible game. I think he finished it, finished in the negatives, I do believe. 28 for 43, 216 yards and two touchdowns. Just dreadful. Not what you really wanted out of that guy, especially after last week. Come on, Dak. I, I was thinking before the day started, I just traded Kyler for Dak, and I, it was a decent trade for both of us, and Dak was a guy I've been wanting to get. And I thought, well – he can't do worse than Kyler this weekend in that league because the way scoring was, he went negative one point something for me. Uh, you're looking at Mahomes. It depends upon the league scoring in this one league here where it's a, this is a six-point touchdown, so he's a seven. He got seven points. So still, it's between five and seven, depending on your scoring. It's pretty terrible. And I saw a meme this morning in one of our threads where somebody showed Tannehill transforming from a, from a Titan through his stages back into a Dolphin. And actually – I don't think he looked this terrible as a dolphin. <laughs> so it was it was a pretty terrible showing because as a dolphin, he's underrated looking at him. Like I think I was the only guy that thought, hey, he just needed weapons, and that's what he got in Tennessee. And 
any quarterback without weapons who is not a top flight guy like Brady could play football with you and me and he would be really good. Whereas Tannehill and a lot of guys would not, and they just need those weapons. So I think he's, he's just suffering from losing the weapons and, Luckily, the team I have, Mahomes, I went up against Jonathan Taylor, so it didn't matter that he stunk. So what can you do? <laughs> At least that's the week he stunk. <laughs> yeah. Like I said. And, but quarterback play in general this week was pretty terrible. The the As far as what you were looking at, the guys that were good were like the Rodgers and the Herberts, but and, and the hurts, but you're looking at, I mean, Trevor Simeon, he looked like garbage was like a top 10 quarterback. And then like, I was going to put him as my pain for you. And, but then he threw Dang. touchdowns, but he looks terrible. That's he is not ter- like, t- if I was Taysom Hill, I would say, okay, cool. Thanks for the contract, by the way, which is an interesting contract, but yeah. why you're letting I, I, Trevor I, Simeon play. I, I have heard some rumblings about Taysom Hill, maybe getting the opportunity. So We'll see how that goes. Switching over here to the running backs. Running back paint is kind of hard. I mean, there's not much of them, and you, any point you can get is really, you know, a lot. But yeah. the first thing I want to do is I want to go with the um, kind of like the Buffalo backfield here. I'm just going to go with Zach Moss. Um, <laughs> he had three carries for five yards. That whole backfield is a disaster. Really can't start any of them. Reed is probably the best one at the moment. I mean, that's they're. Yeah. You can just watch them and you can just watch them play. Just like I said, just ain't got no run game. It's just hard with with Brown just drop back a pass every time. You got Zeke Elliott, a little disappointing. Nine for thirty-two, um, six for thirty-six in the air. That's kind of a lot of disappointing. Not really a whole lot going on there. And then I don't know if it's really a pain since he just came back, but I thought I'd throw him in here. Didn't have a very good game. It was Saquon Barkley, six for twenty-five, and then uh, six for thirty-one in the air. It's kind of like what it was before he left. He's getting Pretty good volume through the air. His running wasn't great. A little better than this, but you know, give him a couple of weeks to get adjusted. He mm, might, uh, yeah. might pick it back up. I say the running backs don't, the quarterbacks scare me a little more than these. Run- I mean, Buffalo's backfield's terrible. And that's why that could be really what holds them back. Like, that's yeah. why they've looked vulnerable the last couple of weeks. I mean, I thought for sure, I thought the way Brita was playing there, you're like, hey, let's run with Brita, see if we can get some of that San Francisco magic. But nope, they want to try all three of them. So good luck at stinking at running back. I don't think Brita's the next, you know, Earl Campbell, but. That, do you like that pull? That was a weird pull, but they're not even com- <laughs> yes. comparable. Uh, he's probably more of a Chris Johnson, but I, I, you know, it's, but I think, I think it's a semblance of a running game. That team is going to come back to be the, your Super Bowl contender right now. I don't think they are because just for that fact, because they, they're just taking out the secondary and they're going to stop them there. Zeke got injured. So it is what it is. He's still getting six catches. The Cowboys look terrible this week. They're playing without any receivers. So Apparently there's a slight chance of CD, but, and we'll talk about him in a moment, but Zeke's going to have to get carries. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Pollard out as a slot receiver or something this week, just to have a warm body. So Zeke will get more carries and you just feed Zeke. He's getting six receptions, which is pretty awesome for Zeke and Barkley coming back. He played the Buccaneers, you know, Buccaneers are going to bottle anybody up. So I'm not too awful worried because the Giants look terrible, and they've got some terrible teams coming up. I don't know who they play next week, but in two weeks they play Miami. So it's he, he, you can run against them. So Barkley should bounce back fairly soon. All right, we'll see. Because, I mean, he was starting to trend up before he got injured, so we'll see if he can get back. So these last five guys I'm going to do all together here, we've got three wide receivers, two tight ends. Um, the first one that kind of breaks my heart here is DK Metcalf, uh, four for 31. Russell Wilson is just 
I don't know what's going on there. The only person that can play good with Russell Wilson is Tyler Lockett. Somehow, he just seems to have a big game, just randomly running down the field, catches a bomb. Michael Pittman, 2 for 23. Jonathan Taylor had a huge game. Couldn't really do nothing else. The CeeDee Lamb got injured. Before he got injured, wasn't too good. 3 for 14, not impressive. I uh, don't think he's going to play. He might play Thanksgiving, I'm not sure. Then uh, over to the tight ends, we had Dan Arnold really trending up the last three weeks with like over 60 yards. Yeah. He had the old Gasecki with uh, all zeros. And then we had uh, Kyle Pitts, um, Atlanta offense, three for 29, not good. I mean, I mean better, days, better days ahead. We talked about Pitts. Was it the Atlanta offense or was it the New England defense? Because he's not going to play Belichick again this year. So I think Pitts will probably be fine. I think Pittman's going to be fine because he's just alpha on that team. And JT is not going to run for a bajillion yards. They got a tough matchup coming up this week, but they'll have to pass more. I mean, five touchdowns in a game. That's a that's a once once in a career, once every five years, if you do it twice in your career kind of deal. Metcalf, you, it is what you get. It's a Seattle receiver. It's going to go whoop, up and down, up and down. Roller coaster like a champ. Wasn't was Lamb your number one, man? Was Lamb your number one receiver pre preseason? Uh no, I think it was Metcalf. I gotta say, yeah. Uh, so I mean, we both are pretty terrible at picking number ones. I mean, my guy's not even playing right now, but we'll see what happens when he comes back. But Arnold was a gut punch for me. I, I'd been riding him, and I'd picked up um, Dawson Knox, who I was going to mention in the earlier segment and forgot about. But he uh, Dawson Knox looked like he's a solid comeback as you. If for some weird reason he's on waivers, pick him up because Dan Arnold was consistent. He was. T-Law's guy and how do you go from like it was just weird and I don't think he got Gasicki or Hawkinson like those two guys just got zoned like got got guarded out um but Dan Arnold just decided to be terrible just terrible and it just it was a luckily that team that I had just went berserk like me and this other guy scored the top two points in our league with Dan Arnold scoring zero like the, the other dude put up 172 and he started Mason Rudolph at quarterback <laughs> Because all of his quarterbacks were hurt, and there's nothing on the waiver wire. It, it, if I'd have lost, I would have just quit. Um, but it, it was it was terrible. But yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, we got to watch him because Dan Arnold is not a name brand. You don't know what you got. I thought he had. I thought he was growing something there in Florence with the new change of scenery. But I don't know. So let's move on to my favorite segment of the week: surefire waste of a touchdown. We'll take a look at some touchdowns that really that didn't help us at all. So let, let's let's go to Chicago. We have a nice 49-yard pass after that 5 of 16 from Mooney. You know it has to be him. No, no, no. It is our favorite Olympia, Marquise, God Marquise Godwin. Goodwin. Godwin. Goodwin. 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 The old 49er from Andy Dalton. So let's just do a double whammy there, Goodwin. And Dalton get a touchdown. That is definitely a – Sure, fire waste of touchdown. This one I don't think I can use anymore, but it's because he's yeah. a special teams player. And I got to mention my Dolphins only once this week. Uh, 65-yard touchdown definitely to Jalen Waddle. Maybe Gasicki. No. Mac Hollins again? Mac Hollins? That is a surefire waste of a touchdown. Can he be the best Dolphins wide receiver at the moment? No, but he's their best <laughs> special teams player. That's what he is on the team. He's, he's just – it was blown coverage. Like, every all those touchdowns he's had over a couple weeks, it's just been the oddest. Just, like, the, the cornerback's like, this dude is terrible. He's got really cool hair, but we're just going to let him go. Like, he's been wide open. Like, you just watch the corner go, whoosh, shift across the way. and just ridiculous. Uh, our our four-yard touchdown for New Orleans, you're like, oh, yeah, it must be another Adam Troutman. No, maybe a Callaway showing. Oh, no, maybe it's Ingram. Wait, wait. Oh, it's our favorite. Player on the team, Lamar Humphrey. <laughs> that is a 
surefire waste of a touchdown. I love that. That's probably my favorite name. Oh, best name in the NFL. Best name in the NFL. 18-yard touchdown reception. Ryan Tannehill to AJ. No, wait. No, that's not him. Wait, Julio's not playing. Des Fitzpatrick, welcome to the NFL, young man. That still is a surefire waste of a touchdown. He was even cut after the at the training camp. So I'm glad he found his way back in the, in the league. Yeah, it's I I heard his name pop up and I was looking for him. He's on, on all my dynasty leagues. Someone has him. Yeah. <laughs> La, Las Vegas Raiders, 19-yard touchdown. Nice tight end. Yeah, wall. Nope, nope. We're on the island of Foster Monroe. <laughs> that is definitely a surefire waste of a touchdown. And we have a two-yard touchdown run in Seattle. I mean, realistically, if anybody in Seattle runs for a touchdown, even if it is DJ Dallas this week, that is a surefire waste of a touchdown. He might get some more run next week. Watch out. He he might. I mean, Penny got hurt, so Penny's gonna have, you know that, that's what he Price. does. Right? Mr. Glass, Mr. Glass, and just because I have to say it, because it is Adam Troutman, eighteen-yard reception should have went doesn't matter but that is a surefire waste of a touchdown for at least the next four to six weeks yeah i can't say that oh, it's just crazy like it helped me out That's all yeah a couple waiver pickups to look at as you're going into your thanksgiving weekend uh check out the cowboys receivers if they're out there i'd, I'd grab Gallup, but if you see wilson maybe get him for some run Josiah Degura from the packers if you're in tight end desperation as I said earlier, Peterson was cut, so Dontrell Hilliard got a little run. Maybe he's going to be in there unless they like Devon, unless they like Foreman for some weird. And I mentioned Desmond Patrick a moment ago. Why not get him if he is there? JJ Wang, give us some wisdom as we get out of here. Yeah, so pick up Cedric Wilson. He helped me win it. He helped me win a game a few weeks back. So that was that was awesome. I was I was in the Bourbon League against uh, Scott, I believe. So awesome. <laughs> nice. Uh, weekly, weekly wisdom is that. Uh, Season winding down, like week 11, week 12. I know a lot of people are out of it, probably lost the enthusiasm of winning. But just make sure you set your rosters. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want to be that guy that helps other guys get victories. It's not fair to the rest of the league. It's not hard. A couple minutes a day or a couple minutes a week is all you need. Just go in there and check them out, even if they're bad players. At least they're a, play, a player that's playing. So make sure you set your, set your rosters. And as always, trust yourself and trust the process. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.